friends. Welcome. You're listening to the Online Income for Therapists podcast, and I'm your host, Amber Lida. This podcast is all about building more freedom, flexibility, and flow into your lives by taking your passions and turning them into profitable online businesses, whether that's online therapy, online courses, consulting, coaching, ebooks, membership sites, we have got you covered. Today, we have a really special thing going on. I've got graduates of my step-by-step course, the All The Things Guide to Starting Up Your Online Therapy Practice, who are coming in to talk to you about some of the tips and tricks that they learned in starting their own online practice. And today, we're featuring Jamie Howard. And she talks about how her process has been a little different than most folks who come into creating an online therapy practice in that she's actually looking to have a brick and mortar practice. And she just couldn't bring herself to put out all the money that it takes to get one of those things started before she even had any clients. So she started by building her online therapy practice as a vehicle to earn the money she needed to work her way into an in-person practice. And along the way, she found out that she'd like to have a practice with both. Listen in. I'm so glad you agreed to do this. I'm so excited to talk with you. And we've done a little catching up, y'all. We're not going to lie. We were talking a little bit before we started recording, so... I have some backstory y'all don't have, but we will share with you. Absolutely. So we're going to start like this. I want you to tell everybody where you started before the course. So where were you? Like, what were you doing for work? And then where you want to be? And then we'll catch them up on where you are right now. Okay. So I um, was and still am working uh, full time doing behavioral health care management um, for a large government insurance company. And so I enjoy that because that's part of the community that I'm a part of, but um, I was really missing direct care and working with these people every day made me realize like how important it is to provide, you know, good quality direct care for people. So that kind of stirred like my passion back up. It had, it had only been like maybe a year and a half or so since I really did direct care but I really, really missed it. So I started, it was about a year ago, actually. I started really like thinking about it and my wheels started turning and I was like, oh, but I don't want to do all that work. Uh," You know, I just, (laughs) I just was like dreading the work part of it. And then like this, this is kind of ironic, but the thought of having um, like to pay for an office space when I had no clients, like made me want to hyperventilate. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought, there, how in the world am I going to do this? Plus, I, I work full time. And so how, how can I make this happen? And then that's when I start looking in more to online therapy stuff. And I think your course, how do we do it? We did some before Christmas, didn't we? Yeah, we did. We started in November. Wait, what did, I don't even know. You got it. You got it. We started in November. We did four weeks. We took off for December and we started again in January. Okay. So it was, it was probably like October-ish timeframe last year that I was like, I really want to do this. And then I started, and then I, I don't even remember how I came across your course, but I was like, you know what, if you're going to do something, Jamie, like get your shit together and get some structure around it. So you know what you're doing, inform yourself 
and like, just do it. And I knew the course would be helpful because it would allow me to have some structure and guidance, but also accountability Mm -hmm. of like, you spent money on this, like this is a course for you and you got to take this seriously kind of thing. And so I thought that for me was really, really helpful. Um, Plus like just all the information, because of course, you know, I think your course is fabulous. And I really think like, honestly, having gone through it, I'm like, this course should be like four times the price, like for real, because the amount of information that you get, but you don't know that even though people maybe say that you don't really understand what that means until you go through it. And you're like, holy shit, this is a lot of stuff. Like Amber has put a ton of blood, sweat and tears into this. And so that was really helpful for me. And then, so in December last year, I came up finally with my name, um, did all that stuff with the state and and everything and got um, incorporated and did all that. So I feel like I really launched in like officially like January 1st. Mm -hmm. Um, And having been in private practice before, I knew I just want to do everything right the first time. So then I like signed up with iTherapy because I'm down with the package thing. Um, and hired someone else to do my website because even though I know I can do it, I don't have the time, um, Mm -hmm. with working full time. So I was like, that's not happening. So those were my two big expenses in the beginning. Um, it was the website and uh, the eye therapy and that was it, you know, even my ghetto computer, I had a ghetto computer that, um, like you had to plug it in. Like the battery was like totally dead, Yes, (laughs) you know, and then like, it takes like 20 minutes, like when you turn it on. Girl, I worked with a ghetto computer. I just got a new computer like a month or so ago. And a printer. So anyway, so I was like, I don't really need a bunch of stuff. I just need me. I just need, you know, the basics. And my basics were fine, even if they were a little broke down and busted. And so (laughs) I was like, we'll see how this goes, you know. And I didn't have a client until the end of February is when I got my first um, client. I went back and looked. um, I was looking this morning. So yeah, February 26th, um, my first client was full fee cash. So, I mean, you know, I do, I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and I have a license in addiction as well. And I have my master's in PhD and with couples work, it's really easy to justify your fee because you're like, well, I know my fee is expensive, but it's a lot cheaper than a divorce. Right. So they usually are like, they don't say anything after you say that. Right. Um, so my fee, my couple in family fee is $200, um, a session. And so um, I was fortunate enough to get my first people were, and I think they found me on psychology today. That's the only place um, that I've actually advertised or paid to join or to be Mm -hmm. listed. I don't think I'm listed on anything else, the iTherapy page, but that's it. Um, Yeah. So my goal is reverse of what a lot of people are trying to do, which is I wanted an in-person practice. I moved, we live in San Antonio. My husband's retired military. We moved out to the country about a year and a half ago. So we're about 30 minutes out of downtown. We're not that far. We're the, the beginning of Hill Country. And there's not a lot out here for mental health, but it's growing. Like schools are growing. There's no place else to go. So it's really, really growing. And I saw this need and I thought, I really would love to have an office someday. Um, and so that was my vision was to start online, to have low overhead. And then to maybe someday find an office or need an office, like get to that point. And so, yeah, so that's kind of what I kind of am doing the reverse where a lot of people like on the group are like, I'm trying to get out of my in-person practice and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, maybe I'm a weirdo because I'm trying to get into an in-person practice. But I really want to offer both because I think both are really valuable. I mean, it's great to meet with somebody at eight o'clock at night 
after they've been at work all day and they're at home in their comfy clothes and they don't have to deal with traffic and they can just be in their own safety net environment. You know, I, I really like that. And I'm, it's nice that I can do that too, you yeah. know, be at home and feed my kids and then run in and, you know, have a session or whatever. So I definitely think there's place for both options in mental health today. I totally, totally feel like it. I love that your trajectory is like, I want to be in person or at least a combo, but I'm starting online because it makes more sense financially. It makes more sense to build up my caseload online, make sure that I have income and then sign up for rent. Super, super smart. So tell us where you are right now. So I'm, I am, so I'm still working full time. Um, that's helped me feel better about some things, but I have to make a choice very soon. Um, so yeah. What's your caseload right now outside of your full-time job? What's your online therapy caseload? I have 13 clients, 12 or 13 active clients right now. I typically will see, um, like, like on Tuesday, I work Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, which is the other thing that also kind of sucks. So I'd see, I work all day, you know, eight to five, typically at my other job. And then I have a six, seven and eight slot or just six and seven. Like I'm trying to just do two, but it's really hard because I have kids. I have a 10 year old and a four year old. So it's, I feel like this is why I'm saying I'm slightly like a crazy person right now. Uh, yeah. How are you breathing? I, I don't know. I, I, I am like, I don't know because I, I feel like right now I'm sort of in that phase of I'm not working. I'm working harder not smarter just yet, but I also feel like I had to do it this way so I could make the leap, you know, um, financially and not have to worry about this other stuff. And, you know, I just, I just didn't want that pressure on me, I guess, for some reason. And so I have like, as you, so I have three hours on Saturday, three hours on Sunday. I don't necessarily always see people every, you know, like every weekend. I didn't see anybody on Sunday you know, I have one person scheduled tonight. I could probably schedule some more, but I kind of don't want to because I am tired. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm like, well, I can see them on the weekend, but I need to get, I need to do something on the weekend, which I'll explain in a minute. But um, <laughs> so that's why I, I don't really know how I sleep. So I've got about six, seven, eight, I have like 10 hours a week, basically set aside for private practice clients. And then I have people I see every other week. So okay. that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of helpful. So out of my people, um, four of them are full fee cash clients. Um, I am only taking one insurance company and, um, I am at this point with them. I'm still, I'm okay. So it's, can I say who it is? Is it okay for me to say who it is? Yes. But you can't say their rates probably because of oh, contract. Yeah. So you can yeah, say their rates or who they are. Okay. Well, I don't know their rates. Um, so that, that I'll explain this because it's different. So it's with TRICARE. Mm-hmm. And so, TRICARE has like two things. If you're approved out of network, you, in order to still bill for them, you still have to be what they call TRICARE certified. You can see their people, there's two different insurance plans. And so I can see the people that have the one with the out of network benefits. I can see the people without it, but they have to have a referral. So I actually don't know their rates anyway, because I haven't billed anything. Okay. So, and because it's been um, a kind of a nightmare. Um, and so I haven't fully... I'm going to hopefully submit some claims like the end of this week. Um, but yeah, so I'm kind of glad because I don't really know what the rates are. So ignorance is bliss for me. Um, and I don't have, <laughs> you, a, when, when you're an out of network provider, you don't have a contract with them. So 
exactly. I, I still, I will still be billing at my rates basically at this point. So let me make sure I'm clear because if I'm confused, other people are confused. So the way you're working with TRICARE is out of network right now. And yes. so what happens is the client pays you your fee and then the client may or may not get reimbursed by the insurance company. Is that correct? No. So TRICARE is weird and is completely different than any other insurance company because it is what is considered an entitlement. So because it is a benefit of your employment, basically. And so everything that TRICARE typically does is based on medical necessity. So in order to be, it's not just like anybody's an out-of-network provider. You have to be registered with TRICARE in order to be an out-of-network provider. So like if you don't show up in your system at all, they're not going to pay you. If you get certified, then you actually can bill, like you bill them, Mm -hmm. then they pay you back. TRICARE has pretty much basically two plans. One is called select. One is called prime. Prime is like an HMO. Select is like a PPO. Mm -hmm. The people that have select can go see out of network providers without needing prior permission. It's part of their benefit. So anybody who has that plan, I can easily see. The other one prime, I can actually see them too, but they'll need to get a referral from their, what we call in, in the military community, primary care manager or PCP is what most people will call in order to see me with information as to why they need to see me. Why do you need to see an out of network person versus somebody who's in network, which in some cases it's availability, it's specialization, that kind of thing. Again, the medical necessity piece, like if that's there. Um, so it's really confusing. I do have one lady though, who I started seeing before I was ever, you know, approved out of network. And she has it. And I made the mistake of saying I would submit on her behalf. So I'm, this is going to be a learning experience. So I'm going to submit for her and see what I can recover for her. Um, but definitely if I, if I'm in that situation again, and I had it come up last week, I was like, nope, not doing it. Um, because it's a lot of work um, yeah. and really difficult. We live so, and we learn. That's how we pick yep, up exactly. these lessons. Exactly. So yeah, so most of my people, I have what I wrote them down too. I even I made. Yeah, I made give notes. us some numbers. If you have some numbers, share those. I have numbers. Hold on. Let me see. Where's my numbers? Okay. So what kind of numbers do you want? Okay. I want all the numbers. Okay. So I'll start up. Okay. I therapy one hundred eighty dollars a month. Except I got a discount because I did your class. So if you do Ooh. Amber's class, you get a discount for three months. So that you know that really takes a lot of pressure off. I mean that yeah. is first of all one hundred eighty dollars a month for I therapy to me is dirt cheap. Like for all of the stuff you cannot freaking believe. And I love it. Um, I had my website professionally done. Um, I think I paid about, I I think it was like around between $1,400 and $1,800, somewhere around there. Um, And now I have them sort of manage it monthly for like $100 a month. Um, And then my course, you know, your course. And that was my startup. That was all I paid. What's that total? So that totals about twenty five hundred, maybe a little bit over twenty five hundred dollars. Okay, so that's your startup cost. What's what I invested? Mm-hmm. And then, because I was saying earlier how I was like, I'd like to have in person practice, and I'm doing it a little bit backwards than most people because I see the need and and that sort of thing. I also work a lot with veterans and treat combat trauma, and so. I believe that veterans need other veterans to get better. And so like, and I do think in person is a big piece of their healing and their camaraderie and just what they're used to. Um, but I do see several veterans telehealth. It's, it's not an issue, but that's one of the reasons why I also wanted in person. So I was telling Amber earlier, I was like, 
asking a friend because people want it in, in, you know, in person. So I had a friend and I was like, Hey, can I rent your space from you? Like on the weekends? And she's like, yeah, well, you know, how many clients do you have? I'm like, I don't know, 12, 13. She's like, what? She's like, uh, Jamie, I think you need your own office. And I'm like, <laughs> you think I do? She goes, um, well, I started with zero clients <laughs> and my goal first month was cover that damn rent. And I did, you know, and I was like, Oh, okay. And she said, plus she's not in the part of town I want to be in. So she said, people get really comfortable and they don't want to leave. And you want to get established out where you are. That's growing in an area that needs it. And it's like my community. So I was like, Hmm, well, I'll look, I'll see what's out there. So I found a couple places, like I'm like two rooms, little boxes, like $1,400 a month. And I was like, this is crappy. And I really never saw myself in a stuffy office building. I was like, mm-hmm. I just don't, I'm not feeling it. My people aren't going to be feeling it. They're not going to like it either. So I find this like little, like t- thumbnail, tiny picture online. And I'm like, what the hell is that? So I click on it. It's a house. It's a cute little old house for rent for an office. And I'm like, and then I see it's like $1,100. I'm like, $1,100. this must be a mistake. This has got <laughs> to be a mistake. And so I call him like, is this place still for rent? Like, what is going on? I need to see it today. Like, I stopped the man. How? Because, yeah, it was my birthday, as a matter of fact. Nah, and, um, really? It was my, it was my birthday, yeah. Aww. Which is kind of ironic because the house we live in now, I found on my birthday too, two years ago. And then I found this. Wow. So I walk in. It's out in the country. It's on over an acre. It is a three-bedroom, three-bathroom house. Beautiful deck off the back. Beautiful live oak trees, like, really and just like good energy you know feels good you know how it's therapist I'm like I have to feel it yeah just felt really good and Amber knows this but one of my visions so my daughter does horseback riding and we have a horse it's it's kind of a parenting fail but I'll save that but um it's kind of a disaster but anyway he's a great horse he's huge giant horse but like calm mellow just like a gentle giant so I was like it'll be so cool to have Solomon like be like my therapy, you know, buddy, my emotional support therapy thinks I don't want to do the whole certification thing. I just can't do that right now. So anyway, so I say to the like realtor, I'm like, Hey, you know, this is fenced. It's on over an acre. Like, can I have, can I maybe have a horse here for some like therapy? And he's like, well, you know, the lady who owns the house, she lives right next door, like literally like stones throw. I can see her house is right next to this one. She goes, she's an equine vet. And I'm like, she's a what? (laughs) An equine vet? Are you kidding me? Like, how, what are the freaking chances? And like, you can't even see it because it's so country. But like, she has stables. She's got she's got a donkey named Powderpuff. She's got three oh. horses back there. Like, I was like, Hello. like it was like the gods. You know, God was like hitting me with a two by four. You know, like this is your space. You oh. have got to do this. So. I like literally made this decision in less than a week, sort of, because I had been really thinking about it for a while. But this was your um, plan. This was my plan. And I thought, you know, having the vote of confidence and a little pep talk from my friend who was like, Jamie, you have enough clients. Like you're, I was, I'm more than covering the rent already. So that's stupid, you know? So I'm like, okay, yeah. And then I find this and I'm like, yeah, that is perfect. So I signed a two-year lease and now I have me a little office and it's so cute and good thing that we hoard furniture in my house because <laughs> I had a bunch of furniture to take over there. And then thank God for Wayfair, by the way, Wayfair professional, they have like, you can have like your own account manager and they can help you. And 
like I bought everything on sale, so I didn't really get like another discount, but my account dude was like, Hey, let me see if I can, let me see if I can get you some little better deal. And he got me like another $93 off of my order. Had nice. I not. Called him. And yeah. you're going to write all that shit off too. I am. Rent. Yes, I am. Mm-hmm, for sure. So, um, and it really, I mean, and honestly, I've been really happy with the quality of stuff I've received so far. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like very inex, I have spent, tw- I spent a little over $2,800 that is including tax. And that is for like three offices and like a reception area. And like I said, I had some stuff already, but I mean, I really feel like that's not that bad. Right? No, it's not. It's not. Yeah. So now my costs are a little higher. <laughs> yeah. We're looking at, let's just say with utilities, 1300 a month for my rent. Mm-hmm. But, so 250 a month, if I wanted to average out how much I paid for my insurance, but you have to get business insurance. Mm-hmm. When you have a physical space, you know, that was only 480 bucks a year, which I thought was cheap. That's 40 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. So that is, um, like, let's just say, you know, $1,800 a month rounding up. Although I, I need to add my eye therapy in there. So two grand, let's just say two grand. That's going to be probably be my expenses for the month. Um, but even if my average is like a hundred dollars a session and I have 12 or 13 clients, you know, like that's okay. You know, because a lot of people are, because I'm, I'm getting paid more for some of them. I'm getting paid less for some of them. And I have to open up my schedule in order to grow, which means I have to leave my full-time job. Yes. Um, and so I'm mentally working on doing that. I want to pay for this furniture first um, and just kind of like see how some things go. Yeah. And, we might need to do a little coaching session around that. Yeah. Out, out. I, and I do too. And I mean, honestly, I was telling Amber, like where I work, there had been some cutbacks earlier this year and stuff. And one of the reasons I have wonderful um, coworkers and stuff. And so um, uh, one of the reasons is I was kind of concerned that they might like cut back some more. And so I was like actually trying to um, absorb that and like let them fire me basically Mm -hmm. so that somebody else didn't lose their job. Uh, I did look at some things like I inquired about cutting back my hours to to adjusted full time, 32 hours which they agree to do, except I have to maintain the same workload. Hmm. So they weren't going to adjust that. So I was kind of like, Hmm, that's not cool. Um, That's not cool. Yeah. So that kind of was like, okay, you can, and then I would accrue less time off because of my percentage of hours. So I, I didn't think that that was a good idea. And then I, when I asked about leaving, and I think this might be what really has held me up is that they said that they wouldn't backfill my position. So that means that my coworkers that I adore would have to absorb my workload. And I am very uncomfortable with that. I don't know. Maybe I I know I need to move past that, but you know, I just think that's crappy. It is. Well, it is crappy. It is crappy. And you carrying it doesn't fix the underlying issue. Right. Because, and, and this is something I had to learn as well, when I left my agency, I was going to leave a huge hole where a lot of work had been getting done. Mm -hmm. And I knew that that system was not going to change for the better anytime soon. So that that, you know, we hired and hired and hired and hired, and then we had over uh, turnover, turnover, turnover. So after years of that, I had to finally get real with myself of like, okay, there's not going to be a good time for me to leave. This is going to hurt my agency when I leave. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like getting married or having children. It's never a good time, but I think my vision was when I started, let me get, I know it takes a a year. I mean, it really does. I feel like it takes a year to get into your groove. Agreed. Um, 
and so I, so I figured by the end of this year that I would no longer be there. And so part of me feels like, you know, right before Thanksgiving would probably be good because then kids are out of school and breaks and stuff like that. I feel like that might be a good time for me to exit. And it gives me a couple more months of, you know, saving a little bit more money. Mm -hmm. Um, and just, and it's really mental for me because I'm very fortunate that my husband is retired. Um, and he has a job too. So he has his retirement money and he has income. And so I'm not, I, we're still going to have food on the table, mm-hmm. even if I leave my job, you know? Um, so I just have to remember that, that it's more of like just me, a personal stuff point, but I'm working on it. And yeah. I know that by the end of the year, I'll be gone for, you and know, it sounds like we're just going to slide into coaching a tiny bit and then we're going to jump right back up. It sounds like two stuff points. One being with not wanting to burden the people that you care about at your job. But the other one is this idea that I need to gather some money to pay off, you know, because first it was, I don't want to start a face-to-face practice until I have the money. And then it's, I don't want to leave my current full-time job until I have the money to pay off this debt. And the reality is that you have brought in a lot of clients to your therapy practice and you've brought them, some of them in at full fee. So there's no reason to think that you won't make more than your average, your, your average hourly salary just by picking up clients. Absolutely. And that's, it's kind of funny because I realized that like when I, when I really went down and crunched the numbers and I was like, you know, I could work like way less and make the same amount of money that I make now, which I feel like is probably a good goal for me to have once I leave is like, just make what you're making before. That's what my goal is. And by the way, speaking of numbers, so I wrote down that, um, most of my clients that I've had honestly have been cash. So like I said, first client, first data session was February 26th. So from February 26th till now, it has been $10,182. Wow. Get it. So this is all on the side. Yeah. But I, after I went back and looked, I was like, Oh, that's not bad. Right. I mean, uh, no, that's not bad. Is that okay? I mean, I, I, just, I don't even know what's I'm like. I don't even know. I feel like it's okay. <laughs> so here's some of my numbers. My first year that I was doing online therapy, I did it part-time like you are um, outside of my full-time job. Mm-hmm. But I never took more than five hours a week of clients because I just don't have the resiliency that you do. But in that year, I made $22,000 on the side. Like it was just bonus income. And I, I, I wasn't sticking to my rates at the time. So I was sliding my scale all right. over the place mm-hmm. and still just doing up to five hours a week was able to make $22,000 and you've been able to make 10,000 since friggin' end of February. So say beginning of March. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you first started publishing on your, your Facebook page and your Facebook business page, I can't remember where you published it, but you were putting stuff about um, your website showed up there and your, your website was amazing and it's all military focused and your messaging and your copy was so clear and so clearly spoke to your ideal client that I was sharing it everywhere. Cause I'm like, Oh, I know that my people, my friends and family will relate to what she's saying and they're going to follow. So I guess, a, how did you get so good at what you were putting out there on social media and then the question I'll ask you later is how did clients come to see you? How have you gotten those 12 to 15 clients? So the copy on my website, I really can't take credit for because um, Nick Fuller and the fabulous people at Shire Digital Solutions did my website and they have really great questionnaires. 
And like Nick just gets me. I'm like, Nick, you know, I'm such a mess. Like, but I'm, I'm just, I'm very honest. Like I, how I am as a therapist is how I am. If you saw me at the grocery store, I don't believe in being different um, with my clients than anybody else. Cause I think genuineness is very key yeah. um, in mental health. And so I'm just, and I don't know how to be any different yeah. um, and, and honest. I love it. Be yourself out loud. That's all it really takes. So let's transition into talking about how you got those clients. So I have a psychology today profile. I would say that's, that's where some people have found me maybe four or five. And then I have two contacts, two local contacts. One is a guy who runs a nonprofit for veterans. So very key. Mm-hmm. And the other one at my full-time job is my boss's boss. And he lives where I live because we all get to work at home in our jobs. Well, he lives in the same city as me and he's prior military. So we have like a connection and he knows a lot of people who come to him mm-hmm. for advice and help, but he really can't help them because he's friends with them. Right. He sends me people all the time. So I feel like having those two key people yep. that are connected to my niche population yep. has been really powerful. And then the other thing is even in the beginning, I'm like, I just have one, I had one couple. That's what I started with. You know what? provide good care, take good care of the one person that you have, because they will tell other people about you. Number one, it's the right thing to do. But number two, word of mouth is, is way more powerful. And so I think just being like a human being, yes, okay, generally just caring about other people and wanting and being their advocate and their cheerleader and their support system. Like, I think that's important. And I think people can see that when you, when you are genuine and you do that versus you feel forced and you're doing that. You know, 100%. And, and I always tell people, if you don't like your therapist and they, and you feel like they're looking at you, like you have two heads say bye-bye yep. because they're not the right person for you. Yep. You should not feel that way. You need to be connected to your therapist. And I'm very honest. And I say, look, I will, if I feel like maybe you remind me of somebody of my past that I don't get along with or something like my goal is for you to get the care you need. And if it's not with me, I'm going to make sure I find out who it's with. I'll get you with somebody else. And don't feel like you're going to hurt my feelings because I know the research says this is the most important thing. Everybody hit pause, hit rewind, listen to that last six minutes or so one more time and take some notes because everything you said there is the crucial piece of building your practice. Kick ass at what you do and do it authentically and with compassion, do it out loud on your website, do it in your sessions, do it when you're talking to potential referral folks who are you know, connected to your ideal client or even those who aren't mm-hmm. and your practice is gonna fail. Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel like just be good. Just be a good human. Like just, you know, just be kind, just ca- generally care about people. Like, I don't know, don't be an ass. Like, you know, I don't expect your clients to conform to you and conform to what their needs are. You know, I think that's really important. And for me too, like I haven't, I haven't had time to spend like networking, honestly, and, and marketing like out in the community, like I would like to. Um, but I'm like, golly. And I didn't even, so here's the funny thing about that, that house office deal. Um, like I didn't even realize they just built a new middle school half a mile from there and they're building a high school like right there. And I'm like, <laughs> I didn't even know that. I mean, I was like, Oh, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I feel like there, there's lots of places and potential, even my daughter's daycare. 
my little one goes to daycare, I talk to them about stuff and they like, they have my cards there now because they had some issues right. with some kiddos. They didn't know what to do. They need a resource. And so, hello, I'm your resource. You know, like I made that connection like last week and took my cards. I mean, that was a quick networking thing, but I have put no, I have put no effort into networking. I have the most bizarre analogy coming to mind, but I'm going to bring it. I'm going to bring it. I'm going to try it. That makes some sense. When I was in a long-term relationship, nobody ever hit on me. I think I just put out a vibe of like, don't fucking, sorry, don't talk to me. <laughs> like, don't talk to me. When we broke up and I was single, about two months after being single, all of a sudden, people started hitting on me and they were just extra friendly or they were straight up asking me out or like giving me extra produce at Publix. It was weird. But I think what happened, I swear I'm going to bring this back home, y'all. I think what happened is I was walking out into the world with an open stance. I was saying hello to people. I was smiling at people. I wasn't closed off. And if you just choose two days out of the week when you're going out into the public world, that you're going to go out intentionally open. You're going to smile. You're going to engage with the cashier at Publix or wherever your grocery store is. You're going to, you know, walk through Home Depot and like make conversation with the person next to you. You're going to sit at the bar to eat rather than a table and you're going to chat up people around you. If you just open up a little bit, I think that everything else falls in place. And just two days a week, y'all, because I'm an introvert. I can't be doing that all the time. But a couple days a week. Mm-hmm. That's really open up your heart and, and show that on your face. And I think mm-hmm. the rest follows. I think so too. I, I really do. And I, I feel like, I mean, I, of course I believe like, you know, I'm, I'm like a spiritual person too. So I feel like, you know, God, cause here's the thing. I did not want to do private practice because I've been there before and I know how much work it is. Okay. So I have been like for years, like, nope, nope. No, but I kept feeling like God kept putting it on my heart. I'm like, would you stop putting that on my heart? I just don't want it there. Or just get away from it. Because I just, I knew what I needed to do. And I, I didn't want to do the work. I just really didn't. But then it was like funny, like it, somehow it shifted from like being put on my heart to starting to, to morph into a passion. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, this is really weird. And like, even now I'm like, I'd rather just be doing stuff for my practice. Like I'm really losing like a lot of my gumption for my full-time job. I'm losing a lot of, um, so I'm just like fizzling that out, but I feel like my passion for, you know, my practice has just really continued to grow. Um, and it's just crazy to me, like how I find an office that's exactly what I think my ideal client would be comfortable with. And I can have a horse there and the lady next door is a vet for horses. What? Right. What? So I'm like, okay, God, thank you for hitting me with a two by four. I got the memo. I'm signing the lease. Okay. <laughs> and then I'm like, holy shit, what did I just do? you know, but, oh, well, I'm doing it. Like, I'm just going to do it. Like, there's not an option to fail. Like, it's just not, it's not an option and it's not going to happen. The failure is the not doing it. The failure is not trying. The failure is the regret of living a life where you didn't take chances that were lined up perfectly for you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I totally agree. So I, I forgot to say one of the other costs I spent on was I ordered business cards. Finally, I just ordered business cards and I needed a sign for my office because it's on like a state highway. And it's like buy houses and there's like really no, it's hard to eat. Like you just drive right past it. Right. So I ordered a sign. I hope it doesn't look tacky and stupid, but I got like a vinyl sign that I can put on the fence. Cause it's gated. It even has like a oh, gate. So it's like a, you know, so I got, you know, that was $103 on Vistaprint. And I, I know this sounds really cheesy. I don't know what y'all think about this, but I was like, 
I just did it because it was, it's temporary, but I ordered those car magnets. Is that cheesy? I feel like a cheesy ass realtor. So I ordered two of those They're $24 a piece, $48 for some car magnets and some bit more business cards. Cause now I have business cards. I need an address because now I have an address. Right. So I spent like $200 on that stuff from Vistaprint. And I feel like that's good. I ordered like, like 200 cards. I didn't order a lot. I ordered just enough. And some little like postcard thingies. Like I love those. Those are yeah, so like cute. those little things. So I'm just like, I'm not gonna spend a ton on it, but I need to do a little something and just get started. Yeah. And just see what happens. I you're gonna have to take pictures of that house and put them up in the group so we can look at it. I am going to. It's super cute and it's coming along. Um, it's a lot of manual labor, which is kind of the problem because now I'm supposed to see clients on the weekend. And like last weekend, I was like one of the offices you guys had paneling in it <laughs> paneling. Okay. I was like, hell to the no, this is going. So I decided I think I'm crafty, but I swear to you all, I got a DNR one time, Annie Sloan chalk paint. You can make anything gorgeous with Annie Sloan chalk paint. You oh. do not need to, you don't have to sand. You don't have to prime. You don't have to do anything. I didn't even wipe the walls down. I slapped some Annie Sloan chalk paint on that crappy stuff. And then I put a coat of wax over top of it. I'm telling you, it looks like a whole new room. It's the playroom. And so I'm like, I will show you guys some pictures like yeah, yeah. at all, or do a video walkthrough or something. Like that. I think it's going to be cute. We're going to need before and afters. So yes, I have some befores. Yes. Cause like, cause the marketing from like when it was for rent. So I have some of the befores, some of those hideous. Um, but yeah, it's super cute. I think it's going to be super cute. We'll see. I'm so excited for you. You're kicking ass. Thank you. I'm so excited. Like, these interviews, if I never publish them anywhere, have been so helpful just to get to know each of you even more and like see what you're doing. And it's, mm -hmm. it's almost like a, a positive feedback loop. Like it just, yeah. you're wanting to move forward. Absolutely. I think that's very cool. I think it was a great idea to like, to see where people are. Cause it's like, where I was when I started, where I am now was like, I was like, Oh, wait till I tell Amber, I got an office. And you know, I mean, like things are just like, I, I thought I would do that, but I really thought the office thing would be like way down the road, like way, way down the road. Yeah. But then I was just like, you know what? Forget it. Like it. jump in with both feet. And if you jump in with both feet, you know, you're going to do it. You're going to do what needs to get done. You know what I mean? Like you're going to hustle. If you got to hustle to pay bills and put food on the table, you're going to hustle. You're going to do that. You know, you're going to make that happen. Yeah. You know, you, or you, at least you have to fake it till you make it. Just pretend that shit if you need to. But like, you got to go after it, you know, because you know what? People, no one's going to knock it. This is what I realized. So at the company that I'm at now, it's a very good company. But about a year ago, I thought I would be someplace I would be for a long time. And about a year ago, some stuff went down and I was like, there's no opportunity for growth here. And honestly, what I thought was, if I can't find my ideal dream position, I'm going to create it myself. Mm -hmm. And I realized that I didn't need somebody else to hire me, to value me. I needed to value me and I needed to hire me right. and say, you can do this. You can make a difference and try to have the confidence, even if it was a fake it till you make it thing for a little while. But I was like, you know what? This is a good thing because now I'm kind of forced an opportunity to say, I know my value and I'm not going to stay stuck in a system that is not going to appreciate my value. Yep. So Mm -mm, not happening. So I just decided to create my own ideal job. And that's what I have done. Ah, oh, I wish I could high five and hug you. I love it. <laughs> that is, that is like yeah. my dream for what will come out of these interviews and from the course and just from getting to know you guys more and more. 
if there's any little parting piece of wisdom, I don't know what else you could offer because you were just raining down the wisdom balls, but. Oh my goodness. Thank you. You um, Golly, what could I say? What do you feel like you see most people struggle with? I guess like where they're stuck. Yeah. So a couple places. One is the just freaking startness. You know, people are like, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do in five years. I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. But they just need to jump in, as you said, with both right. feet and go. There's never going to be a right time. Right. The other piece is once they get going, coasting before they should. So, mm-hmm. okay, I've set everything up, but they're not going hard after marketing. Mm-hmm. And then six months later, you know, they're like, shit, I still don't have any clients. I guess this is not work. And mm-hmm. I feel like, no, 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 come back and talk to us. It will work. Right. We just have right. to make sure you're doing the things that are going to make mm-hmm. it work. And that part's painful to watch. Yeah, it is hard. And I think too, like I said, if you can have, you know, if you specialize in eating disorders, then go to an eating disorders clinic that's in your area and introduce yourself and be like, hey, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think that there still is something for good old fashioned putting a face with a name um, and connecting with just people with, and relationships. And so I really think that that's still very powerful to do. Um, you know, and I know some people who are introverts, I think especially have a really hard time with that. Um, but it doesn't have to be like, you know, you're not doing like a dinner theater show, you know what I mean? Like you're talking about something that you feel very passionate about. Um, so hopefully, you know, just some little things like that. Or I saw a girl recently who was, I think she's not licensed yet, but in my area offering like a free little workshop at the library. Like it doesn't have to cost anything, I think. But I think for me, like I said, I paid for psychology today. Um, and I just think having those two key people has been really helpful for me. Um, I just think too, like I do better with goals. So if I get, cause I'm, I'm like, I'm going to do it later, 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 I have to have a timeline or I will not get stuff done. So I would say, even if you say, okay, how much time do I have to devote to building my practice now? You know, and if it's like two hours a week, then like, if it's like from, you know, you know, three to five every Sunday, then I would say from make that sacred time and use those two hours and do what you need to do and research what you need to or whatever to work on it. But if you give yourself structure and you have a vision for where you want to be, you got to figure out how you're going to get there and nobody's going to get you there for you. So you got to get up. You got to believe in yourself because if you don't believe in yourself, nobody else is going to believe in you. So like I said, fake it till you make it. Just tell yourself that. And you know, you'll get to that end point, but you have to, you have to do the work. And that's the thing is I think people want, they want a quick fix. They want everything to be easy. Our society is very instant gratification. Being a therapist is you is about building connections and sort of putting down roots in a sense. But I think, you know, we can also put down virtual roots and and again, having friends, having other, you know, they, they have friends that need therapy. They're going to tell their friends about you. Like, you know, and I, so I think that that's, what's really important. Don't stress about how many people you have or don't have just, you know, pay good attention to the people in front of you, because if you're not providing good care, then it's not going to matter. So don't let yourself get distracted because if what your passion is, is being a therapist, then that's really what you want to, you know, focus your efforts and energy on. And the other stuff will follow as long as you give yourself some structure to make sure that you achieve it. 100% 100% agree. 100%. There's so many pieces of 
very important wisdom in that. So slow-mo, you guys, rewind in slow-mo. Take <laughs> okay. very good care of the people that you already have, including collaborating on their care with their other providers and doing a kick-ass job doing that. Mm-hmm. And you're going to get referrals from your client and you're going to get mm-hmm. referrals from those providers. Be a very yep. good human out loud. And introverts, I feel you. Just two days a week, be a very good human. Mm-hmm. Out loud. Exactly. That's and I think that like silly magnet thing. Put that silly magnet thing on your car. It's twenty four dollars. Just put it on your car two days a week. Yep. You know, and be like nice. it does be extra nice those two days. Yeah, and make sure you look good on those days. You know, don't look like <laughs> like that. Like like I live like a troll animal. And I live under a bridge because some days I look like that. You know, so right. I have to remember I can't be doing that. You know, on, on the magnet days. day. It's a magnet on my car. You know, <laughs> you imagine. <laughs> You go out to do an errand at Walmart. You right. get the magnets on the car. And you're like, oh shit! And you're like, yeah, I'm gonna be like yelling at my kids. Get your ass in this car right now! I'm seeing you for therapy. Yes, I'm great. <laughs> I help families get their shit together. Oh my god, women, this has been so helpful. I'm so glad that you were willing to do this. Yes, awesome. Really excited because I loved your course. I think it was a great thing to catapult me into what I needed to be doing. And it gave me that motivation, that structure that I really needed. And I really feel like it was so invaluable. Like one of the best investments that I've made is, you know, starting that course is like, bam, hit the, hit the ground running. I mean, and honestly, I didn't even finish everything. And I think I still have some lessons. And then I saw how you like added to it lessons. I was like, shit, I got so much more to go in there and do. But I also think it's genius. And I love how it's like lifetime access. I think that that is so fabulous and so easy to be like, this is totally worth it. And, and it's, and in telehealth, stuff is going to be changing because it's yeah. still evolving so much. So I could definitely see where that is going to be helpful to always be sort of like, you know, on the forefront of, and hopefully everything kind of catches up to yeah. realizing. Well, don't you forget that you can join our coaching calls in November and yes. January. So I would love to see you back in there. Yes, absolutely. I would love to. Thank you well, thank so you. much. Thank Amy. you for thinking of me and reaching out. And hopefully something I've said maybe will help at least one other person. And if it does, then that makes it worth it. Oh my gosh. Wasn't that fantastic? Thank you so much to Jamie for coming in and sharing all the tips and tricks and tools that you've picked up over time to build your online therapy practice and the momentum into building your in-person practice. Uh, So nice of you to take the time to share all the tips and tricks and tools that you learned along the way with the rest of our therapist community. So appreciate it. And I hope all of you have gotten a lot out of the interview. I know that there were tons and tons of pieces of wisdom in there. We're going to try to get this transcribed for you so that we can pull all of them out and you can revisit them um, when you have some time to look over what I'm going to call a lecture on building an online practice. Hey, and if you're listening to this podcast as it's being released, you still have time to jump into step-by-step the next live round of the course that Jamie talked about in this podcast. So you can jump into the show notes and click the link there to learn more, or you can go into the online therapist group, click on the banner photo at the top of the page, and you'll get links to all the goodies.